Chapter 5 Bad Man in Business Attentive asked, And did his father give him money to set up a business? Yes, more than two hundred dollars. At the time, I think, the old man was unaware about all that was going on. If I had been his father, I would have held him accountable until I had far better proof about whether his true behavior toward others was good. Because I sense his father didn't know what a badly behaved boy he had been, both by what he used to do at home and because he had exchanged a good employer for bad. For that reason, he shouldn't have given money so soon. Instead, what if he'd gone through a little time of distress from need and gone to do journey work for a time so he could have known firsthand what a penny was by earning it? Then, in all probability, he would have known better how to spend it. And by that time, perhaps he'd have thought better about himself, how to live in the world. Yes, and who knows, he might have recognized himself to be like the prodigal, leading him to ask God and his father for forgiveness for the wickedness he'd committed against them. If his father would have welcomed this approach in dealing with him, making it possible for the outcome you've suggested, then I would have thought like you. But unfortunately, you talk as if you've never known or have temporarily forgotten the depths and compassion of a father. Why didn't you help your own son in this way? But it's evident enough that we are better at giving good advice to others than we are at taking good advice ourselves. But suppose Mr. Badman's father had done like you say, and by doing so drove his son to harmful choices. What benefit would that have been for either himself or his son? That is true, but it doesn't follow that if the father did as I said, the son would have done what you proposed. But if he did do as you have suggested, would that be any worse than what he'd already done? He did bad enough, that's true. But suppose his father gave him no money, and suppose that young bad man showed a fretful dissatisfaction about it, and in anger— traveled overseas, and his father never saw or heard from him again. Or suppose he felt mad and headstrong and so decided to go to the highway for money by theft, and in doing so was sentenced to the gallows, and his father and family were held in great contempt. Or even if he wasn't caught and hanged, that he added more evil to all his wickedness. And what comfort would his father have in this? Besides, when his father had done what he could for him because he desired to make him an honest man, he would be able to lay down his head at night with far more peace than if he'd taken your advice, whether his son proved honest or not. No, I don't think I would have been forward enough to have given advice in this situation, but truthfully, you've given me such an account of his wrongdoings and wickedness that hearing about it has made me angry with him. When we're in an angry mood, we can excel or surpass ourselves. But poor wretch as bad man was, he has gone to his place. But like I said, when a good father has done what he can for a bad child, and that child proves never to improve for the better, that father will lie down with far more peace than if he'd driven him to difficulties and troubles through strictness. I remember hearing about a good woman who, like this old man, had a bad, ungodly son, and she prayed for him, advised him, and offered him motherly guidance for several years, but he still remained bad. 
Finally, one day after she had been at prayer for his conversion, as was her habit, she came to him and began to admonish him again. Son, she said, you've been and are a wicked child. You've cost me many prayers and tears, and yet you remain wicked. Well, I've done my duty. I've done what I can to save you. Now I'm satisfied that if I see you damned at the day of judgment, I will be so far off from being grieved for you that I will rejoice to hear the sentence of your damnation that day. And it converted him. I tell you, if parents carry the truth lovingly to their children, mixing their forgiveness with loving rebukes, and their loving rebukes with fatherly and motherly compassion, they are more likely to save their children than by being unpleasant and severe toward them. But if they don't save them, if their mercy does them no good, at the day of death it will still greatly ease them to think, I've done as much as I could through love to save and deliver my child from hell. Well, I concede. But please, let us get back to Mr. Badman again. You say that his father gave him a portion of the money from his own fortune so he might set himself up in business. Yes, his father gave him some money and he did set up his business, but almost as soon it shut down because of his ill management of matters at home, combined with his extravagant expenses outside of work. He was far into debt and had so little business in his shop that he couldn't pay his bills so that he struggled to keep out of prison. But when his creditors understood that he was about to marry, and in an honest way get a rich wife, they said among themselves, Let's not be hasty with him. If he gets a rich wife, he will pay us all. By what you say, I wonder how he could run out of money so quickly. To be sure, it was a short amount of time. I don't think it was more than two and a half years. But the reason for it was clear. He was a wild young man, and at this point he was unbridled and wholly subjected to his lusts and vices. He gave himself over to the longings of his heart and to the sight of his eyes, forgetting that God would bring him to judgment for all these things. Scripture Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9 The one who does this, you can be sure, won't be able to stand on his legs for long. Besides, now he had a number of new companions, companions who were, as you can imagine, much like himself in behavior. They didn't care who sank as long as they could swim. These companions often troubled him with frequent visits, and even visited his shop when he wasn't there. They commonly incited him to go to the alehouse, but still made him pay for quarter pints for everyone. They also borrowed money from him and didn't pay him back, except with more of their company, which he liked very much. Scripture So shall thy poverty come as one that travels, and thy want as an armed man. Proverbs 6, verse 11. During all this time, they studied his temper. He loved to be flattered, praised, and commended for his knowledge, manhood, and celebrity. This was like gently stroking his face. 
In this way they became his associates in business and got still more and more into every aspect of his life. Like horse leeches, they siphoned away the little his father had given him and brought him down quickly, so much so that he was almost forced to become a beggar. The sayings of the wise man Solomon were fulfilled then. Scripture He that maintains harlots shall lose his inheritance. Proverbs 29 verse 3 And the companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs 13 verse 20 Yes, and also he that is a companion of gluttons shames his father. Proverbs 28 verse 7 His father, poor man, experienced both grief and shame to see how his son lived once on his own. How he conducted himself in the enjoyment of those good things which he could have used to live to God's glory. How he used them for his own comfort and praise among his neighbors. But he that follows after vain persons shall be filled with poverty. Proverbs 28 verse 19 The way he chose to live led him directly into this situation because who can expect anything else when they follow such paths? Besides, when he was in his shop, he couldn't tolerate being busy with work because he was naturally given to idleness. He loved to live high, but his hands refused to work. What other outcome can be expected for such a person other than what the wise man Solomon said? Scripture, for the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall cause them to wear rags. Proverbs 23 verse 21 I think when he was brought low like this, he should have considered the hand of God, which had gone out against him. He should have humbled himself and returned to God. Consideration, good consideration, was far from him. He was as bold and proud now as ever in his life, and was as elevated in the pursuit of his sin as when he was in the midst of being completely consumed by it. He only went now like a tired, worthless nag because the devil had ridden him almost off of his legs. But what did he do when almost all he owned was gone? He still did two things to act wantonly and thoughtlessly. He carried on by swearing, boasting, and lying. He acted as if all was as well as the first day he set up his business. He made it appear as if he still had more than he'd lost, and at the nod of his head, he had some companions who would swear to confirm it. This is double wickedness. It was a sin to say it and another to swear it. That's true, but what is evil is what he wouldn't do, and his departure from God, which I believe was true about Mr. Badman.